do I still have to redact it, even though you guys are on the record? It's called TSSCI. I think I'm a little nicer in real life than I am on Twitter. It's not hard. Feminist like mileage accounts. Introducing is are we rolling? Okay, so this is I'm going to introduce our podcast today with we have a really uh, fun guest who we really is a big friend of Unredacted, and his name is Rick Wilson, and he is a Republican um, strategist, and he write and he's written a really great New York Times bestselling number one bestselling book called Everything Trump Touches Dies, and he also is on television all the time. And the way we know him is I got to know him through Twitter, and then I had dinner for him, which Philippe came to. Well, not only did I come, I specifically asked to meet Rick Wilson. Oh, did you? I yeah, I requested Rick. I requested Joan Walsh, and I requested Tom Nichols. Right, and then we had this- Those are the three people that I wanted to meet. Epic meeting of the- uh, Oh, and Asha. And Asha, I couldn't yeah. get Asha, sorry. Um, She's great. And Josh Campbell. He's I, great. You didn't tell me about Josh <clears throat> I did. Campbell. I did. That was, that was I like can a, make no, those things happen. Well, Josh um, Campbell lives in L.A., so. No, Asha, Asha will like my tweets, never reply, never oh, retweet. Um, she's, one of my, she's one of my besties. So, um, no, Rick, it was great reading. I wanted to meet Rick just from what he was tweeting, and, you know, Rick is one of the good guys. And when we met... You know, we were saying that we knew everything would be back to normal when he and I would go back to hating each other, right. being on opposite sides. <laughs> right. But now, you know, we're all united against the White Walkers, and that's right. all that, that matters. But Rick's got a really good sense of not just what makes Trump tick, but he combines it with what most of us on the other side don't have, which is why his party has completely just lost its imploded mind. and failed right. to to stop him. Right. I mean, um, yeah. And so, that's key because when we're talking about like how to prevent this again, it's clear the Republicans aren't going to prevent this. So that so that's our introduction to. So you will now hear us do a little airport interview with Rick. Yeah, Wilson. poor Rick. We were going to do this in person, but, he, but Rick is on his way to Washington. But um, the weather is not cooperating. He is stuck in. He was flying right. from Tallahassee, Florida, to Washington through. Charlotte, Charlotte Douglas Airport. Jesus Christ. Now, meanwhile, I With, took the train and sat across from General David Petraeus. Who, P4. He was actually known give, as P4 because of his four stars. Can I give That's a little fun fact about David Petraeus because I think it's really weird just because of the yeah. CIA stuff? So you know how people like to have eat their bananas in the morning and they'll cut it like a normal person? The only way he likes to eat a banana is if it's cut down straight through the middle, and if it's not cut in little, if it's cut in little slices, he would throw it back. Um, really, is that what is that what he tells them in, in prison if he hadn't gotten? He literally, he's like, I'll <laughs> only go to prison if you cut my bananas you know, correctly. See, I have to say, no I one's actually, be picky about. He's I such actually, a fucking diva. I actually like David Petraeus because I had man. a very big suitcase, not like a rolly, and he showed me where I could put it, and that was pretty great. Here's a two minute um, story that's worth it. So. Um, um, when I worked at the State Department for then Secretary Clinton, we went to Kabul a few times. Uh, she met with Hamid Karzai. And we we went once, and you know you fly this big blue and white government plane. There are some countries you can stay overnight, some places it can't. Um, and Afghanistan is one of the places that the Air Force won't let the plane stay, so it uh, repositions is what they call it. It repositions to India. 
Um, and so has you're a, and you're stuck in. No, we're there. We were meant to stay overnight. Right. It's just but I'm saying your they plane has left without the, you. They don't find the uh, airport to be secure enough. Right. So which the is plane, strange considering we controlled Afghanistan. But right. That aside, but, and also the plane leaves you and you're in Afghanistan. Yes. But at least we're scary. inside. You know. You're in a right, but you have no way to it's leave. Scary. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it occurs to someone that they forgot to take Hillary's bags off the plane. Ooh. And she doesn't need her stuff. Well, so she's meeting with Karzai, and there's a conversation about like her clothes, everything. Oh. Jesus, whose job was, was that? that? Uh, someone screwed up. Yeah, really. Did, <laughs> Did that they person get fired? Get fired? Uh, said, that's exactly yeah. no. But what the reason I'm mentioning Patrice? They get Patrice at the time right. was no, just Philippe did it. Patrice, <laughs> Philippe was like, I, well, you're I, I volunteer. I'll Patrice do it. I'll do at it. the time was the uh, commander of forces in in uh, Afghanistan, and so he's trying to work get the, the problem. Luggage. <laughs> no, Is so it, he's he's like, well, the plane. Has crew rest issues, so we can't turn it around. Uh, we could find another crew with a different plane. Jesus. It's possible we could drive it to the border. I mean, this, so this is four star David Petraeus trying to get close, trying to figure out how to. And now and we, it, but it didn't happen, people. And did, poor or did, HRC had to wear the same outfit twice, um, or did somebody I'm else give her that outfit? for my memoir? And, uh, it wasn't Paula Broadwell. She didn't give her her clothes. Anyway, yeah. so now please, uh, we're gonna intro here to our Rick Wilson podcast. Yes. Hi, Rick. Hi. Hey, Rick. So you're. How are you guys? Hi, Rick. And then, hey, how are you? See and, how excited he was. See, Philippe has it. We're. I lit up when. <laughs> That's right. Woo! So, Rick, <laughs> for the panties on the stage. So, Rick, <laughs> Rick, where are you? I am in the beautiful Charlotte Douglas International Airport. And how many hours uh, have you been there? Long enough to cost me one of my lives. <laughs> um, I I was supposed to be in D.C. around two, and this. I mean, look, as, as all-time record flight delays go, this isn't among my worst. It just should have been easy, and it wasn't. You could so, have walked here by now. I Really? I could have gotten a dog sled or something, for but sure. But this is all on you for living in a city where there are no direct flights. Oh, there is actually a direct flight to D.C. It was just booked up. Oh, so, but I, but but you you've made a category, or Molly. I don't actually live in a city. <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of cows and and pine trees and quail and and I like it that way as a rule. But uh, there are inconveniences, and today is one of them. Is there good dining options at least at airports? That's my favorite part. This port's dining it options is. are dubious. Oh, at best, it's not. It's not, not even at best. Awful. He's just <laughs> Is it really? Is there anything good? There's something be that sort of it's, pretend that there's something that yeah. pretends to be a sort of gastropub. Uh, it's not no. the worst thing mm-hmm. in the world. Okay. You, know, you know, if there's a uh, Hudson it, News, it, you should go in there and you should drop Molly's name. It's a, it's oh, a family Jesus connection. It is. It is not a family connection. <laughs> yeah, she, my great grand my grandmother's father was mafia you, ha, again. I love her. how the question. No, Wait, Hudson, was it, News. Hudson News. Hudson News. Did you yeah. say your family was a Nazi? Mafia. Mafia. Oh. My great my grandmother's father started Hudson News, and he was in the mafia. So let's be Do clear. You, let's be minute, clear. My There's family, no connection except for her the mafia. Forefounder founded the company. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. And get that it. Molly and that Molly secretly at her house upstate has a wood chipper in the backyard. Very <laughs> <laughs> Fargo. Told. That's I, we, what I've been told. You missed our earlier podcast where everyone in this podcast group has done waterboarding except me 
Um, I, bet you, I bet you Rick is per waterboarding. Rick, have Rick you are ever you waterboarded anyone? No, no actually, the more specific question is, is do you believe waterboarding is effective? I don't believe waterboarding is effective, although I believe waterboarding works to people say things. I don't believe that it works to extract uh, meaningful intelligence as a rule. Thank so you. here we Rick, have wait. Rick Wilson more woke than, than Philippe. And I have to tell you, Rick, um, we now, had, let me say that, now, I let agree me with say you a million percent. What? I'm sorry. Hmm? What? I was and Emily has actually waterboarded people. Only on J-dates. <laughs> <laughs> well, Please. let me say this. I am also not somebody who believes that the only way to extract intelligence from people is to sit with them and drink tea. No. Um, so, I mean, I, there, I think there are plenty of, of intervening points on the, uh, on the uh, convincing badasses to, uh, that, that, that their lives are going to suck hard if they don't cooperate that don't involve explicit torture. I agree with you a gazillion percent. Sorry, Philippe, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least Rick is against the only building rapport uh, approach. No, it's not about only building rapport. It's just the saying the that UK, if you, the UK oh, leaders are. Oh my are god! The, all I, they're saying is that it's not the intelligence you're getting is not actionable, viable, time. real. My goal. No, no my time, goal oh, Rick, in this podcast. Rick, if I if well, I waterboarded you today, <laughs> is there anything you wouldn't give up? I'd lie like a son of a bitch. Thank but, you. But, after the fourth I, I'd time, any, I'd, throw, I'd throw you. I'd throw you all kinds of bait to stop you from doing it again. I'd make up stories till the, till the cows came home. I would pretend to to remember things about you know Bin Laden fetishes <laughs> for goats. You know, I would do all the things. Well, that if I, I waterboarded you do. for your pin, and you gave me a false pin, and my buddy went to the ATM machine and found out it was fake, but, and I yeah, said but, we're going to do that's something. But not how it works. Sadly or happily, well, then you were not, doing it wrong. No. <laughs> It, that's yeah. not. It, it's the kind of information. If you were they're... waterboarding wrong, don't get mad at me. No, if you're getting intelligence, you're there not getting no intelligence. Waterboarding you... wrong. Oh. I can't believe we're even having this conversation. Well, no, because it's not about just getting intelligence. The intelligence you're going to get has to get vetted through so many different cycles. And by the time you figure out that right. it's bullshit, then you have to go back again and answer the question. And most likely, someone's probably misspelled the name, so they're looking up a person that doesn't really exist anyway. Because we're so fucked up when it comes to that. Um, Rick, would you would you waterboard Donald Trump? Well, that yeah. Well, I, you know, no, I because, don't no, let him because, because Donald Trump, the, the the second Donald Trump. Listen, if I said "boo" to Donald Trump in a dark room, he'd probably drop dead of a stroke. <laughs> Donald Trump would not survive thirty seconds of waterboarding. Donald Trump wouldn't survive thirty seconds of vigorous stares. Can you, you talk? Know, it just. <laughs> will you talk to us a little bit about um, the Donald Trump uh, can General Lee controversy of today? You know, I've 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 seen some of the coverage of this, and you know, it, it, leave it to Donald Trump, where where he'd almost put enough chaff up in the air and almost had enough of his like uh, revision crew, like the people at the Federalists and everywhere else, saying, "Oh, he didn't really mean both sides." They they've been spending months, like a year, trying to, to to retcon this entire story, and he comes out today and it's like, "Oh, gee, Robert E. Lee's not a." fucking dog whistle to these people oh no not at all <laughs> yeah. so, so so of course i mean he thing but say you know we should have a special midnight meeting of the pointy white hat club y'all <laughs> you know, I mean, we could have a bonfire at the crossroads you know i mean he's he can't stop himself and he knows he knows enough because look trump has this feral sense 
of what his marks want. He understands right. it some. At some I love that you call them marks. Me too. I love that. <laughs> no, seriously, that's weird, a, that's that's what they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're marks. He has weird understanding that he wants to feed them just enough that he can get away with it right. every time. He wants to give them just enough to feel like there's a you know that, that he gets their he gets their their little dirty secrets. And remember, a big part of Trump's appeal, not only to the actual racists and the alt right guys and all those those, you know, the Charlottesville type folks, a lot of his appeal to these people who have this enormous economic and class um, anxiety and enormous and economic class insecurity, an awful lot of that was they felt like Trump was their, their, their motherfucker avatar. He's the one who will tell everybody else to fuck off. He's the one who will tell everybody else that it's going to be his way or no way. He's the one who would, who would blow up all the polite society. And those folks aren't comfortable with a country that isn't, you know, this isn't that fantasy vision of 1954. But Rick, and, you know, mom, I so. have a question for you, which is why today? Like, is it re- reaction to the Biden thing, or is it that he feels he's losing his base? Oh no, I or? think it, I think it's utterly the Biden thing. It's, I think Biden rang yeah, Biden his bell on Charlottesville. I think I think Biden actually, you know, what and and Biden, the Biden, is, they're going to start pretending that they did it to bait him. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't know that it was deliberate. I think Biden legitimately felt outraged about yeah, it. Yeah, right. I, think he, I, think he, I think he legitimately felt that that, that was a, a a a really terrible moment in our country. And, and, but I think that for Trump, that he looks at that as a vulnerability, and he knows because you read any of the coverage of the story of of how he reacted to Charlottesville, <laughs> the various people who said, you know. Then he, you know, how he flipped around on it several times, and how you know he he kept stepping on his own message. Well, I think Trump has never quite understood. Um, he's never quite understood that he doesn't get a free pass on this. Not only because of things like Central Park Five, right. but because of the way he won this race. Right. And the way he won this, this race in 16 was in large measure by activating a meaningful fraction of people who have a sense of racial animus um, towards anybody who's, I, who I say is better than a latte. Right. Do you th- and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to, I just had a, I want you to finish, but I had a question after that for you. Um, but but he's, he's, he, he knows, and Trump is, you know, look, he, again, he has this sort of feral cunning, and he knows there's a line he can go up to on the race stuff. Right. Where, 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 where past that line is where, you know, all the suburban mommies go, right. and they run. And but Robert a, E. Lee is right to the line. I would say Robert E. Lee is pretty high up on that line. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And, you, know, you, you separate, you separate Lee's skill as a general in the war. And this is something I always do, by the way, is, is Confederate monuments themselves that were put up in the 1960s as a basically active racial trolling. Right. Fuck them. Yeah. They're gone. I am, you know, but even in the Confederate side, there were honorable men who served, uh, you know, in that war, the, the privates and corporals in these wars are not making the decisions. They're not the big, the big picture guys. Right. Lee was a, in many was a brilliant general in the service to a horrible, uh, and, and treasonous, Faction right. was trying to destroy this country, and so you know you can celebrate the the, the tactical 
um, ability that he had and condemn why he fought for and, and why and what he fought for. Right. True. And, and, and Trump doesn't get that. Trump is. And, and, and honestly, Trump doesn't get that. And neither do the people that he was targeting that message to. You know, because if, their vision, their, their vision of the Civil War is basically this. The South will rise again. Woo-hoo! You know, that's that's their thing. I know Emily's it's, got a question, but first of all, we should note for our, our listeners that we all four of us in this conversation are currently south of the Mason-Dixon line. That's right. Oh. And, and and I'm a legitimate Southerner. Yes. I, mean, I, I, I was implying actual, that, yeah. I'm yeah. an actual. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. an actual Southerner. Rick's got to go get and him his gun. I'm a Hebrew. <laughs> yeah. and, so that's, um, I think that's the I, I opposite really of a Southerner. If I, if I worked for, for Biden today, I wouldn't pretend this was intentional, but I would say since the first person ran for president, this is the most unforced error Trump has made and that Biden is the one that can get under his skin. Do you think he's scared of Biden? This is the first candidate that he's really frightened of? Because I feel like everybody else, he's kind of like – you know, had nicknames like Pocahontas and he's done this. But I feel like Biden is giving him general like well, he genuine said, fear. I, well, that's he weird, Emily, because he eyes. says he's not afraid of Biden. So well, if he said it, then it's true. You're Never not mind. sure if Donald Trump is. Telling I know. The truth. Can we have our you guest guys talk? Donald's telling the Rick, truth. Rick, tell us. Rick, what do you think? Do you think it's Biden? About what now? I said. Yeah, do I think Biden? I think oh. Biden is the first candidate. I think he's Do you really, think he's scared of Biden? I think he's really legitimately he knows he can give him a race. I think Biden, I think he knows two things about Biden. Remember, what is Trump? He's a reality TV star. Donald Trump, one thing about Joe Biden, Joe Biden's name ID is way up there. Right. He's a national figure for 45 years. He's been the vice president for eight. People know Joe Biden. Even with Joe Biden's quirkiness and his and some of the, the off notes. In the Joe hair Biden, spelling? He is, he is still... Someone who is a known person. I, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you like two seconds of total you know, honesty about Anita Hill. If I went and polled who the Hill is, I guarantee you about 10% of Americans stop telling me who she is. Right. I'm if sure I ask people true. what they're going to de- determine their vote on, nobody. I mean, it, set it all aside. It's just like it's a 35 year old story. I know. And, wait, wait until you know, people hear the name just, Neil Kinnock. Yeah. Well, sure. Molly's looking go, at me oh, like, yeah, what are you but, talking about? And so is Emily. Who the hell is Neil Kinnock? I'm just wondering if I actually went out with... An entire generation is about to learn the name Neil Kinnock. They go down down to the the mines every day and come up and play football. (laughs) We'll Google it Um, later. Philippe and I will just wait for you guys to catch up on (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. You'll hear it soon enough. They're still working on Teapot Dome. All the things that are wrong on Biden... I just want my phone. ...that are off notes are also leavened with some charm yeah. and leavened with some some fun. And I like to say this about Biden. Joe Biden is kind of a, a happy populist. Trump is a negative populist. Right. And that that's, negative that's populism smart. is, you know, they're coming to get us. They're going to screw us. It's the brown people coming to take your jobs and do this and that. And Joe Biden is more of like this, you know, I'm going to talk about the guys that are the working class guys from – from Scranton, I'm going to talk about, you know, how the world that how the world that Joe Biden grew up in looked, and and I think he is I think he is I think Trump is concerned about that because um, you know Biden is also a guy who has nothing to lose. Right. He's not planning another race. Nope. He's not planning uh, to stay. He doesn't need, he doesn't need the money or the business 
you know, that would come after this. He doesn't, he doesn't care about anything. The guy has lost everything a man can lose in his mm-hmm. life. Yeah, it's true. Still gets up every day. Still gets a smile on his face every day. Still goes out and swings for the fences every day. And that's admirable. Set aside any partisanship. And, and in the times I've met Biden over the course of my career, I've probably talked to him you know, three or four times and it, 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 longer than a handshake and met him you know, maybe a dozen times over the years. Joe Biden is a genuinely dude. He's a nice guy. He's I would ask if he smelled guy. your hair, but he, he, that's technically not possible. Yeah, but in my case, it was just licking the scalp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how he says all that. Podcast, podcast listeners, this was a joke. This was a joke. Yeah, we, we have so many of those in oh, this God, episode. Oh, God, it's podcasting and other things where sarcasm doesn't translate. Wait a minute. Do you think he's going to— pod. Do you think he's going to be the candidate at the end? Do you think it'll be Biden? You know, I, I don't want to predict that yet. Um, I'll tell you why. Um I think that that the, uh, the Bernie Brigade is going to go after Joe Biden with a level of viciousness that I don't think we've ever seen before. Uh, I predict that they will start spending money against Biden before Biden has money to push back. And it's not going to be sleepy and, Joe. It's going to be creepy Joe. Uh, yeah. It's great. Right. You just and gave him some be, material. No, believe. they've already used that. Um, <laughs> they've already, they're already on That's that. their thing. Um, Which is, because, biz- you know, the, the, how can the they call Trump him creepy Joe when you have, the, wait, Trump. what's the Trump reelection insurance? Bernie Sanders. Right. Oh. I mean, he, they, 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 they will go back. They will go after, they will go after anybody that, 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 that's up on Bernie. And, and, and I, I just, that's my big concern is that there's enough of a, in a, in a race with 27,416 <laughs> candidates. Right. My concern is that there is a, you know, a path where Bernie can 20% here, 30% there, 25% there and, and beat everybody in the field. Who do you think? Now, if Biden starts raising money, right. and, did you see his money? Biden, did you see his money news today? Six, I did not. Six, I have not he, seen. He it. announced twenty. His first twenty-four hours is six point three million. He fucking nailed well, there it. Well, you. That's he that ain't nothing. It. No, that's, that's, he crushed it. That's big. I have not seen that. That is very big. Um, um, who could drop out right now? Schultz. It's hard to say, but it rhymes with Schmilliband. Gillibrand. <laughs> yeah. Better, better. You know, Tulsi. Tul- oh, she can. Uh, she's not going anywhere. Yeah. She's now got the full back. Well. I mean, all, all the all the guys really? that are. Did she really? Honestly, Tulsi Corey could, Booker. Could honestly, Corey away. Booker could drop out today, and nobody would notice. Did Wait. you see that post, New York Post blind mention about yeah. the presidential candidate who's yeah. gay? Or the, that who's gay didn't think that they can get away Good. with running gay, and now is surprised. They are. I, this is a dreadful topic. Right. They are laying the groundwork for naming names of a Democrat that they believe. Oh, yes, they gay. are. And I think we all know who that is. Oh, yes, right. they are. Yes. Well, who mm-hmm. else could it be? I, and... It's not. <laughs> I don't think they're— I don't It think is. They're, they're a step away from doing it. No, it's obviously him. They're but a step it... away from doing it. I don't, and I don't want to go down this road because it's— It's so ugly. Well, well, it's a... and look, and look the, 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 again, again, I, I, I will just tell you— um, uh, the field is too big and too unmanageable, right. and, and and it is a benefit to Trump every day that there are twenty candidates out there dividing yeah. dividing yeah. up the the vote. And and I I'm, we may disagree on this theory, but my theory of the case is very simple. Twenty twenty is a referendum on Donald Trump. Full stop. Right. Yep. All of the uh, sorry, they're now making a lot of noise in this room. No, no, it's good, like though. the speakers have come on. Sorry, guys. Um, the the the. This is real life. Referendum on Donald Trump. (laughs) It is real life, guys. This is is podcast Veritas. Um, (laughs) 
And, and if it is Great not, name. if people don't understand that it's a referendum on Trump, they're going to lose. Right. Yeah. This, he's a reality star. He won't let them talk about yeah. policy in the general election. You won't get, yeah. you know, debate it in the primary all you want. But at the end of the day, in the final debates, Donald Trump will be up on stage and, and whoever brings up, you know, uh, Medicare for all or gun control or climate change or any issue. Donald Trump will be up there behind him making faces and goofing yeah. and making dick jokes. Right. And that, yeah. that leads us to a point where, where, you know, you got to realize the rules of the game. It's a reality show, not a, not a, not right. a debating society. And he's really good at reality shows. That's right. So, yeah, you know, now we were talking before about why it's great that off. Biden was so direct in his video saying exactly what you just said, which that is this really is about, about. – yeah. and it seems so obvious, but people are beating around the bush. Well, this I, isn't about Trump. I think this it is continually about... comes back to this idea that Democrats think they're good guys and they should win because they're good. And it, they the world doesn't work that way. And they're worried about you know, fighting there's a, there's, there's a little independent movie from years ago with Kevin Spacey called Swimming with Sharks. Yeah. And at oh, one yeah. point, he's this, he's this evil Hollywood producer, right? And at one point, he's, he's talking to this guy who's kidnapped him, and he said, let me tell you something. Life is not a movie. Good guys lose. Right, exactly. And, and it just, it, it, this is, if they don't understand that Trump will turn this into a circuit and that, 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 that every policy that they think right now is the center of the universe, Every like 400 page Brookings paper they put up on their website right. is going to get either mocked, belittled, torn apart or ignored because he will go out one day and tweet, you know, Joe Biden has a small penis you know, <laughs> and, and just, to blow, just to blow things up. Well, also, the, the console to that should be is bad things happen to good people who are too dumb to realize over and over again that bad things happen to good, good people. people. I mean, you know, yeah. we shouldn't we shouldn't run around petting ourselves being good good people for letting, you know, the SAR bomber yeah. getting to vote. I mean, let's not make it too easy. Oh, well, that was but, yeah, and, 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 and people who, people who think that this can be all about uplift and an inspiration and hope and all that, well, maybe you get to a point where that becomes part of your brand, right. but it is also a, yeah. it is also a full scale street fight yeah. with a guy who is utterly amoral in every sense. Nothing will be off limits. Yeah, and I, I've been writing a lot about this in the last couple of days, and I'm going to put them out about it. But if these guys aren't, I read about how they're all going after Pete. Uh, you know, they're all their oppo is directed on Pete. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? You people are idiots. You need to do all your oppo on whoever you think your nominee is going to be, so you know everything. Because the people that 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 the GOP has posted up for Trump to go against them are very very good at this stuff. And, and this idea that they can that they can just breathe through this thing and be all, you know, and, and paper over things that are going to come out, it's idiotic. Trump will use everything. They will use anything they find. If, you know, if, their, if their mother was admitted to a mental hospital, they're going to use it. They, they will stop at nothing. Right. And, That's true. And, and that is a sense I get talking to a Republican consultant friend of mine who, who you know, they're stuck on this train. They can't get off of it. If they want to pay the mortgage, they're going to, and they're, they're not all, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not like me. They didn't like blow, blow up the bridge. <laughs> um, a lot of them are, they feel like this is an existential fight. And if Trump loses, the Republican situation in the country will collapse so fast and so hard because he's taken them so far out on the, onto the press. 
Right. And they are they are, they are they are going to fight like trapped wolverines this entire time. It will be it will be a degree of savagery that is pretty unprecedented. And this is exactly why we wanted Unredacted to be aspirational and forward-looking and positive thinking. For, but actually, I do have a question on this front, full, Rick. But I just want to say I'm only— I'm just a motherfucking but, racist no, I agree. But, but, but Rick, I, I want to say that the only person who wanted it to be aspirational and forward-thinking and optimistic was, well, no, in uh, fact, Philippe. No, and but he that's was code doing for this. It. No, that's code for this. Uh, here, here's, here's my question is—and um, I, I want us to always be asking ourselves, too, because we were talking about— you know, Trump <clears throat> thumbing his nose as subpoenas and how really every guardrail mm-hmm. is failing. And the question yeah. I keep asking myself that I think we should ask guests is, you know, whether it's two years, five years from now, if you could snap your fingers and change one law or procedural thing, what would it be to prevent this again? And, and this writ large, I think you know what I mean. Like, is it yeah. rewriting the 25th? Is it making it mandatory to get on the ballot to like what is there there has to be some list if we were forming a commission on never letting this happen again Mm. there has to be tangible items now getting them done will probably be impossible but i do think it's it's important Mm -hmm. to look at what he's you know he he steamrolled things and we need to see why they weren't strong enough to to stand up to him and i I wonder what you think those things are or even one thing i mean I will tell you one thing right off the bat is is that is that uh, if I could tweak the Constitution right this minute, it would be the Attorney General may not speak to the President. Mm, That's smart. Yep. Because I think that I I think that there that that, that the traditional firewall that was there, um, that 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 occasionally AGs pushed against a little bit. Like Holder pushed up against it uh, yeah. during Obama. Nice pushed up against it during Reagan. Yeah. Uh, Gonzalez pushed up against it a little bit during, uh, you know. So the, the idea that, that the attorney general, it was a basically fundamentally nonpartisan, nonpolitical, um, uh, you know, non-influenced position was a fundamental shock, shock barrier in our system. And now... I mean, look, Bill Barr's doing everything but going over and giving the president a foot massage every day. Well, we well, don't we know don't he's know not, he's not doing that. that. Oh, Emily and I have the same, same thought thing. here. Well, I think we're going to have thought something. I would like to point out. Massage. I know what you guys were thinking. <laughs> I know. Well, I was very impressed that you kept it clean there, Rick. Thank I you. I know. I really well, no, but it's a really good point that, you know, there's too many things that's basically been the honor system that were abided yeah. by traditionally also- that are so obvious but need to be paper they right. need to be put but you know, memorialized in statute there's no teeth to it well like, but that's a whole, but that's not a reason to not and no, we can do it right. but like we we we're just talking about subpoenas there's no teeth if someone says well i'm not well, going to fucking do it then then in, expand then, on the impeachment I would, then we have to give things violations teeth. of these codicils in the constitution I don't think there has to be because otherwise i feel like we have rules but the rules have no consequences so we can say you have to do this and we say okay but we're not going to okay and but, that's but a lot of the rules yeah, aren't right and that happens That's what's all... happening in Yes, it's is, happening in Congress is, oh, all the we're time. We're going to subpoena these guys, and if they don't come over here, you know, we're going to do what? Mm. Issue a sternly worded tweet? I mean, you know, you've got you've got to have you've got to, they, if they're a co-equal branch of government, they've got to exercise power. Yeah. As and that I, it's funny because I think I think a lot of this polling, you know, I've been looking at a lot of polling of Nixon and, you know, the, right. the yeah. support of of impeaching Nixon. I didn't realize how 
slow it built, even yes. up to the very end. And I think Correct. a big part of it now is going to be when America gets a very hard-taught civics lesson on how congressional uh, authorities can't really compel anyone to do anything, that impeachment numbers will change. Yep. Can I yeah. ask a question? Just and I just because I don't know. Let's say they did impeach, and the Senate said no. The election twenty twenty happens. The Senate, the House flips. Now it's all Democrat. Can they try impeachment again, or is there a double jeopardy rule? There's there's no double jeopardy for impeachment. So they could go back and get not a criminal procedure. It's a it's a it's a political procedure. Even if the Senate flipped. If the Senate right, flipped, the Senate so now flipped. it's you well, know you would need to flip sixty. You would you can't. You still wouldn't have you, the numbers. You need you to have sixty people. Yeah, I don't well, think we do. Listen, you're not going to get the Senate. You're, you're not going to flip it and get the sixty. Yeah, I'm saying you're was double jeopardy. There is no double jeopardy. There is no double jeopardy. You're never going to get to a place where sixty people are going to remove him. The best person to answer this is because I Rick, I am certain you read my op-ed in the New York Times about. <laughs> how we should do it, and we shouldn't assume. Did we mention that we, we Philippe sh- had an op-ed in the New York Times enough, very as recently? Far as I'm concerned. It was also in print, and I they would, did a really beautiful. I would like to point out that Philippe just took my phone away from me again. And I, wow, does, Rick, when you hold on a second, Rick, when you're on MSNBC and CNN, do you sit there with your phone in your hands uh, while you're on air? No. And tweet. He actually does no, periscope when he's on air. before and after. No, he periscopes during uh, too. Hold I on. periscope during, but I don't. But I don't. Does it interact? Phone while I'm doing your phone is still operating. No. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, anyway, so, so the so, point the point I was making though uh, in the op ed was that the assumption that uh, that 1998 was this catastrophe forevermore for the Republicans is wrong. But the question I have for you is part of my, at the very least, question, but almost thesis is the assumption that if the Senate were to um, acquit him, that there wouldn't be. Uh, blowback on the 22 of the 34 seats that are up next year, Senate seats that are Republicans. What do you, what do you think would be blowback or not blowback? Like, let's just say House impeached, trial, he's voted, uh, he's acquitted. You've got it depends at that on point, the evidence that's brought to light. Well, if let's we, assume if, it was if, just if a dramatic reading of the Mueller report. Showed that Trump was enriching himself or cheating or that is. Or that his, you know, entire business enterprise was a gigantic fraud, um, or that, or that the counterintelligence materials, um, you know, were much more severe, and those things came out during the course of the impeachment hearings. That would be. That's one of the reasons why Nixon's numbers, that sustaining level, almost right. to the end, and when it broke, it was because it had finally reached that point where aver- average Americans were hearing about the break-in. Right. And and I, and I think there's a boundary layer somewhere out there. But that's why my my position is get to the impeachment after you have cut and sliced and scorched them for six months in hearings over and over again. And and look, Congress Congress should test their power. They should test their power. Both both parties have given up congressional power to the executive branch on regulatory matters, right. particularly post Chevron, on regulatory matters for for 40 years now, and mm-hmm. and if they're going to maintain their ability to be a co-equal branch of government and more than, than a debating society, then then they need to be serious about using that power. They also need to apply their, their power by using the power of the purse, and they need to choke out every one of his administrative uh, areas they can um, and, and take away the goodies. Right. Take away I'm the a little fuzzy raises, on, on what the they transpo, can do. Take away the ability of, of cabinet secretaries to, you know, t- to tag up and use military aircraft to go where they want to go. Make their lives suck. They have a lot of tools in the toolbox right. to do that. They just haven't used them. Do you I think wonder- any of the 
all the information that's been redacted will eventually come out because if because we are unredacted, we are unredacted. I, I'm keeping because my thought is, if with Nixon, if it was that all this information was coming out and that was changing public opinion, I think all like the good nuggets and all the good juice right now has been redacted. And I'm curious if that's going to come out and if we do have a hearing, are we going to actually get to hear it or is it going to be all closed door? And that's not going to be the information. We're not going to hear it. Well, I don't think we're going to get a lot of the counterintelligence material um, in in a great deal of granularity. Counterintelligence material is probably you would probably confirm a lot more of the things about Trump's, you know, about these conversations with the Russians and what the Russians goal was. But we're not going to get that because it's SIGINT and comment material that yeah. you know we're just not going. They're just not, not going to do that sources up. methods. Now the but... grand jury stuff, I do think we're going to see more of. That's. Um, and I do think we're going to have have more more of an understanding of of the of the fact that, that that Trump attempted to obstruct justice. But let me just I mean, give that you this, to me. Let me just give you a scenario. So is, so you yeah. work. You, let's say you are a consultant to the the uh, the is it the NRSC the, the the Republican Senatorial Committee. And, yeah, NRSC. And you knew that uh, well, they don't call me conviction anymore. was going <laughs> to fail. I'm shocked they don't call you. Let's anymore. say conviction. You knew conviction was going to fail. Do you tell a Cory Gardner from Colorado or Susan Collins from Maine who's up and who's yep. dicey? What do you tell them about their vote? I mean, don't you think – I guess you my tell question them, is – You tell them they've got an open vote and if they've got a free vote. OK. So the because, ones that don't – But Susan and Cory are under are, – I mean, their numbers are right. god-awful, both yeah. cases. Good. And you don't think um, with the 22 of the 34 seats up being Republican that a lot of them can be jammed on their vote? So this is I what bugs me about the could argument. Be, could be could be pressured on it, but but when I have these conversations with 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 no, these I don't guys, mean, I don't mean to House flip them. Senate, I mean to make the them suffer Senate for these it. Days, um, they are they live by one rule, and that's I don't want Trump to tweet me. Right. Still, they they are so scared of him tweeting at them. They they live in a state of constant um, fear. Um, Rick, I have a question. They they honestly believe he'll endorse a primary opponent. Or he'll blow them up, or or he'll say something crazy, and that their lives will turn into you know a complete shit show. And they're not wrong. See, right. I think we could lose. I think we could lose a trial, and actually win. Well, win that's the seats. goal. But I want to know why do you think Nancy Pelosi hasn't done more with Trump? Well, I think I think she's playing a very a very carefully paced out game right now. Look, she's not going to get another 40 seats out of this equation, but they might get another 15 seats and they might want to, they might hold on to a lot of these seats that, that were won in places that were not AOC style, you know, D plus 20. Right. No, like they like to keep the Connor lambs of the world and and other folks that those are plus eight. They managed to pick up some suburban seats, um, in, in, in 18 and they'd like to continue that. So I think she's been, Diligent about that. I think she was legitimately waiting for the report to come out. Right. Um, and look, she's got a lot of cross pressure. She's got she's got the the younger demographic who who thinks that the only thing that matters is declaring the impeachment is in session, and then then that then it's all then it's practically done. You know, as Nancy Pelosi is one thing above all else. She is a wily player. She's right. been around the block. She's not going to rush into anything. She's going to grind this thing out. And I think that's to the benefit of the Democrats in the House. Um, but, I, I, but I do think 
that, that the ability of the house to start bringing people in, if they don't show up, you, know, you make that the story and you continue to raise the pain level right. um, every day. Um, you know, they need to get these people on deck in front of them. They need bar in front of them. They need Mueller in front of them. They need they well, need to bring Mueller will go in front of them. Here. Will Mueller well, there's an argument whether or not the Department of Justice can stop him. I mean, I would. I mean, if he wants to go, he's going to go. Yes. Yeah, why would he not go? Because he it's in the course of something he did for the in his job for the federal government. But for him to testify? Yeah. But I don't know that Mueller has a side in this. I think he cares more about sort of the protocol. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we know, but let's I put it this way. It's not, uh, nothing is a given gonna, that anyone's going to testify or not. He, see, I would, think, right. if, I would right. think he would respect if he was being called, he would just do it because that's what he does. Yes, he but the, the point is whether or not the administration tries to block him, him from because going. what he and did it, was in the context of being, being a DOJ I, investigator. Got it. Um, so... That would probably be the biggest stretch for them. Okay. But that doesn't mean that they and and question is really whether he would abide by that. I would like well, that's Bill what Barr I saying. That's what I'm saying. Like if the Bill Barr said don't go, would he feel the Mueller, moral? Mueller. Well, he. We think we saw what he felt the moral need to do. He's playing it by the book. Right, which we don't. I, yeah, and and I do think, and none of us know what like the internal headspace of, of Bob Mueller is about what Barr did. Right. Um. And I think it's a mistake to okay. to assume that that um, just at a peak, Robert Mueller does anything. Um, but I don't. But but I think if if the work is being deeply misrepresented, misrepresented, and and given what he knows about the counterintelligence side, um, if if they're saying you know what what country there's no country called Russia, right. um, and Robert <laughs> Mueller said there's no country called Russia, we've never even heard of Russia. <laughs> um, I, I think he. I don't think he's going to let um, a massive lie and a deception go. But I also don't think that the that the other side should think that Robert Mueller is going to go out there and say Trump is a Russian agent. Fuck, he should be in Getmo. Right. Yeah. Right. He's so say you know what he said. I mean, so it's dramatic because he what he wrote was dramatic. But so he's not going to say. So you, you guys didn't get the memo. Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to say it more explicitly. Right. So you don't think. Um, Steve Bannon is getting the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, no. speaking of which, he's going to uh, get water, waterboarded Steve, by Philippe. Steve, Someone, Steve Bannon uh, has been trying to reseduce um, Rebecca Mercer and get back into Breitbart again. Uh, oh, um, we should say, I you know, Rick. What we were talking about Rick is stuck in an airport. And we we're having, um, we were going back and forth trying to connect him. Rick, while you weren't on, someone called and left a message for you. Uh, someone yeah. it was it said he was a first time caller, first time listener. He would only say his name was Q, but that he was looking very hard to talk to you. Very importantly, <laughs> um, do you know? I mean, is it, is it, does this make this sense? Is, this is Philippe's way of asking you who he, who do you think is Q? No, it's my way of saying um, that, that Rick and I share it's a Dan Scavino. A, well, I you don't know that I'm not Q. You're not cute. You're not cute. Yeah, well, and the best part about it is that the Q people aren't sure. Can I just I'm point out that Philippe has, during the course of this podcast, taken both mine and Emily's phones <laughs> away? And I... I salute you. I salute you, Philippe. Thank you. Yeah, don't try to take <laughs> my phone away. And Emily realized she was wrong because she was being hypocritical. Well, I was being such a hypocrite. And then when he took away, I think I blushed and I felt horrible and I'm going to lift a tone for I, it next see, year. See, I think Philippe is wrong to take away my phone. 
Let's so we can litigate this without a uh, important. Well, you know, it's not, not going to matter when we're all in Gitmo. That's right. Yeah, I still I wish someone we're would tell me what to pack. We're going to get daily waterboardings and no phone access. But do they give us the orange jumpsuits? We have to bring our own stuff. I don't look good in orange. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get it. Why? I wish they would get on with it. You know what, Rick? I'm starting to think that Q might not exist. I'm thinking you know, Stan Scavino. Uh, something <laughs> tells me. Yeah, I do think it's Dan Scavino, by the way. Or at least I think Dan Scavino feeds whoever. There's some connection between the Trump White House and Q. No question. Whatever Q is. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. Well, no, that is the point. Q was working with Trump and Mueller. Yeah. There's no secret. Right. Q like, has yeah. said he is working with Mueller. Right. And I don't. You know, when the, I miss the part of the maybe it's the redacted out, part of the report that has all the child pornography sites right. that and the Democrats the are running. And, and, the going yeah. And, yeah. and Hillary Clinton's uh, Hillary Clinton's you know child cannibal cookbook. Yeah. That's, right. that's always yeah. a crowd pleaser. What, I have um, one. First of all, I got a suggestion for your <laughs> your next book. The, the sequel to Everything Trump Touches Dies should be Everything Trump Touches Goes to Hell. Um, I think it would be good just to delineate <laughs> what should happen to each of these people. That's right. But tell us without and what not their saying hell is. not saying who who uh, should be the nominee or not. What do you think it'll take to beat him next year? What I think what it takes to beat Trump is strength and persistence, right. and it has to be somebody who is a great communicator on every format. Social media is one thing. They've got to be great on TV. They've got to be great on the debate stage. They've got to be great at posting up every day and being in a war with this guy. And doing it early, because all the Republican candidates in 2016, they, they divided their efforts, you know, the, whole, the, the logic of it. And I wrote about this in the first book. The logic of it was always, oh, well, I'm going to wait until Trump takes out Cruz. Right. But I'm going to wait until Trump takes out Jeb. And I'm going right. to wait until Marco gets knocked over. They didn't ever focus their efforts, and they never spent any real money against him. They never really put up ads against Donald Trump in the entire 2016 race. So it's got to be somebody who can who can do all the operational right. things, but who can also raise that money, who can also be burning in messages against him. And it's got to be somebody who communicates with with uh, with those key voters. Because remember, um, I, I, I obsess about it's the only game in town. It's the Electoral College, stupid. It's right. the only yeah. game in town. Well, speaking of so that, is go, Florida gone? Listen, I, well... Florida's, the problem for Democrats in Florida is that in 1994, our party chairman, a guy named Tom Slade, uh, put this group of smart kids together, and they wrote this thing called a Hammer, our 25-year plan to destroy the Florida Democratic Party, and we did. Yeah. And and so they have no farm team. They have no field people. It does um, not feel like a toss-up. No, it's not. It's, it, it, listen, the, 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 the difficulty Democrats have in Florida is they can't put – organizations, systems, people, and structure together on the ground. And that's why we punch above our weight. It's not because of redistricting. It's because we're really, really good in Florida as Republicans at winning in in marginal cases, marginal seats. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, my you know, concern is, like, you know, we did we mathematically our plan in 2016 could work if we had just gotten, you know, the three states that are typically blue. But conversely, yeah. you know, giving up the, on Ohio the, and Florida yeah, sure. to start is historically problematic. I mean, I went looking and the last Democrat, yeah. to, the last president of either party to win without Ohio was 70 years ago was was JFK. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like well, hard to the, 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 the Democratic Electoral College game. They've got to work Wisconsin, they've right. got to work Michigan, right. they've got to work Pennsylvania, and they've got to work Florida. 
But yeah. they, they're going to blow it in Florida, and I've told them, this is, yeah. you know, I know this sounds like Rick Wilson's hobby horse. No. But no. You're you in, Florida. in Florida. Anyone north knows about Florida. It's guns. It's, it's guns. Every right. white male Democrat north of the I-4 corridor is a bubba. Right. Every single one of them is a bubba. And you wait, know what? Wait. Trump got all of them. Rick, what's a he bubba? It's a, a Jewish bubba? grandfather, isn't it? None of us bubby. know what a bubba is, right? Is that somebody I do. He's, he's saying white trash. Uh, Hick. Except he's not no, saying derisively. Not no, he's not derisively, right. He's saying it as a bubba. Right. Who wears, yeah. who carries a gun. It's a bubba. Says, it's, you don't uh, have yeah. a gun with you right now. It's a guy who wears right? a caterpillar no, hat. Because I'm tra- no, because I'm traveling to D.C. and it's really tough to take a gun to D.C. Yeah. You don't know until a, you try. It's a little problem. I, I have a sense now. that he's trying. Well, I don't know. I Sebastian Gorka got away with it. Oh, no, he didn't. He well, got yeah, he got arrested. Let's not compare Rick Wilson to Sebastian Gorka. It just, you know, we weren't. We didn't think – we didn't know about Florida, but Florida keeps proving to be not close. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. In Florida, the, the, the Democratic base is centered in three counties. And those three counties of, of uh, Broward, Dade, and Palm Beach, those three counties are, are – you know, you can roll up a quarter of the vote, a third of the vote in Florida in those three counties. But when you get out everywhere else by double digits – Right. Um, it, you know, and 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 that that math is really tough for Democrats to understand where you go down to Dade County, where it is as woke as anywhere and as far left as anywhere um, and with Hispanic and African-American voters. And you get north of, the, of, uh, of that line of I-4 between Tampa and Orlando, and it is South Alabama. Right. Even Democrats and Democrats there are much more conservative right. in North Florida. We've stolen races from Democrats for years. You know how? Because black ladies of a certain age who, who are high likelihood voters, they don't like abortion as much as people think. Nope. Nobody and likes abortion. They, they, can't, they can't like work outside of their own ideological primes right. and recognize that you have to sometimes, you know, why did Connor Lamb win in Pennsylvania? Because he wasn't coming across as AOC. Right. Yeah. You know, you got to fit. You got to fit the district. And in Florida, it's really tough for Democrats to do that mm-hmm. because they get locked up on on trying to make the race about gun control. And in Florida, the gun control problem also for Democrats, they don't even understand their own base. Right. Thirty five percent of all the people in Florida who have concealed carry permits are Democrats. Thirty five percent of one point seven million people who have gun, who carry guns are Democrats. Democrats don't even understand their own base. So they're going to do that. They're going to do the gun control thing because they can't resist it. They're going to do Medicare for all, which is yet positive in Florida. But old people are mean. Yeah, and, they are. And they're going to think it's going to it's going to take away from their uh, Medicare, and so they're going to be angry. And that's all where they old live. Old people are mean is going to be my takeaway from this episode. I'm getting it tatted we, on my lower back. Rick, can we o- Rick tells it like it is. Can we name... Everything old people die touches. Can the, we, everything old people <laughs> touch die. I think, Le- probably literally. literally. Can we call this episode <laughs> Old People Are Mean? See, I always wish... Old people are mean. Hey, I man, always I wish some would apply to Rick's theory if everything Trump touches dies... And if he masturbated, if you combine those I really, two things, I'm sure no one's Trump... ever talked about that, Philippe. Thank Wait a minute, you. Well, I, I think I talked about it with Rick. You I think, think about you've it. talked think about, about this. Women, no. We, we, um, um, All right, guys. We got right, right, to go. Before you go, before you go, can you do us one favor? Do you know anyone yeah. who knows the Postmaster General? Because oh, we Jesus. really want him on as a guest, and we just don't know how to get to him. So if you just let think me, about let it, let me work on that problem. Okay. Let, me, let me figure that out. All right. Okay. Well, thank Thanks, you, Rick. I'll see you guys. Bye. I'll see you, you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 
Even right, Rick in an great. airport is better than than Rick nowhere. Rick is just great. Rick's, um, Rick in airport is better than most people anywhere. Correct. That's, that's what I meant to say. Rick is. I very know. Good I just guess. wanted to correct you. Um. Uh. So we just want to say, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe. What do you mean if? If, what do you mean if if you like it, and if, if you you're want, not sure, wait, then don't no, say anything. But I just want to say that if you want to troll Philippe for being so mean to me and taking my phone away, no, I'm just kidding. I don't no, troll if, Philippe. If you do like it, tweet about it, listen to it, and then you can subscribe at Deep State Radio. You so can Emily, buy it on Emily and Ma and I didn't know each other forever. We met, you know, like Twitter. everyone else does these right, days on, on Twitter. Twitter. And this is the first time we've been together in Washington. Yes. We've been together in New York. In New York, New York, Washington. And the first thing, so they, they came to my house today for, we had a nice lunch. Yeah. It was lovely. Charcuterie. And, charcuterie and, and, and salmon and bagels, which appeals to the Jews. Yes. You know, it right is, by the, the way, it's still Passover. Is it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. So don't tell anyone. Is that why you only you... had half the bagel? I only had half the bagel because <laughs> And I had Passover. a sleep of crackers, so it was right. good. Um, Passover. The uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the first thing these guys said was, "Didn't realize how many people in Washington think you're mean." No, I knew it already. Well, <laughs> I mean, were, it's it's well, one of the many things I like about you. You were mean to Ian, me. Did you think I? Did you know anything about me before? No, but you self-described yourself. It's quite mean. <laughs> but I was at a meeting with some people earlier today, and they were like, ooh, who? Name I them. can't say who. Fel- You're going to name like, those people. No, I'm not. He's going to um, waterboard you. Uh, he's going to waterboard me, but that's okay. I won't say it because I'm very discreet. But um, I'll tell you later. But um, <laughs> they were like, oh, Philippe is really, really scary. And I was like, yes, I know. I've heard that. I misunderstood. <laughs> That's right. It's understood. Sheep. I see. Sheep I was upset that people thought I was nice. Like you thought I was nice. You yeah, are nice. That's terrible to be thought of. No, as I nice. wanted to be mean and, and like, likable. That's I wanted. Also I wanted everyone awful. to think I was really mean and like really like when I do a tweet that's really mean, you're like, oh, that's cute. Um. Okay. So anyway, if you want to get this podcast, you can yes. get it on Deep State Radio. Hopefully, you can also get it. But what does that mean exactly? Like, go to www. You go to Deep State Radio, Deep State Radio and you can subscribe. And you subscribe, subscribe to Deep State Radio, and you'll get you can get all the different podcasts. You can read me. <laughs> Wherever I, local podcasts. Are I sold. have a piece tomorrow in the Bulwark. Oh, now and we're self. Wait a minute. No, thing, he said to go around. But and also, can I just self. say one other thing? If yeah. you become a Deep State subscriber and you actually subscribe, what happens, which is exciting and wonderful, is you get all this content early, so you don't right. have to wait until whenever it comes out. So how you does get someone subscribe? And also, if you go you, to the website and you subscribe. www.deepstateradio.com. If you subscribe, yes. you can go to Philippe's house. And also, I'll give you the address. Just DM me, and I'll tell you. Philippe's address. I'm very also, welcoming. One other, one <laughs> and other I have, thing. I have leftover salmon and, and oh my charcuterie. God. You do. He does have a lot of charcuterie. And some good fruit. But if you have questions God, also for each one of them, was, was delightful. Like if you have yeah. questions for us that you want us to talk about, definitely tag our handle, Deep State Radio DSR. Um, and our or personal. we have our, our own. Unredacted, unredacted DSR. DSR. I just DSR. said it. Oh, at, yeah, Twitter is at unredacted. DSR. Ask because right. I would love and to find out. And you can follow us personally. Yeah. And Molly you... doesn't need the followers, but no, I do. She, and Emily I, sure does. Oh, I, I sure I, as hell do. Literally every follower counts. You know what? You know, every follower counts. Exactly. Yeah. I and need you know them. what? You, you know what tweet we haven't seen yet? What? I haven't seen a Molly tweet saying, if you're not following Emily and Philippe, you really should. Oh, that that's oh, never going to happen. Jesus fucking Christ. You give want her her that? Phone. I'll do Go that. Right Only now. if you give me my phone. It's right there in front of you. I'll watch you. I'll do it. All right. So I. That's for the good of the show. Listen, I... That's for the I, communal good. I, That's actually working. What? 
Your uh, handle, you, you monster. Oh, You're our both- handles. Uh, let's go around and say our handles, but it's unredacted. DSR is the handle for our podcast. My handle is at CIA Spy Girl. My handle is at Molly Jong Fast, M O L O Y J O N G, like Kim Jong Fast, F A S T, all one word. As we and do. mine is my name, like it sounds, at P H I L I P P E. R E I N E S. That was and a joke Philippe, about how it signs. And if Philippe has you blocked, which he probably he does, does DM us, us Don't and take it we'll personally. tell him to unblock DM you. DM or tweet someone else. I use an, a very aggressive Chrome Blocking plugin. system, which clearly doesn't work <laughs> and, at all. No, it works. I mean, I have 461,000 people blocked. Yeah, but it <laughs> turns out a lot of those people are it's MSNBC. In, it's indiscriminate. <laughs> it's indiscriminate. And then Molly and I get tweets, do you know why Philippe uh, is blocking, blocking me? I, I won't name names, but a couple of weeks ago... Uh, I was booked on a, a show on MSNBC, and then the host emailed me and said, can you give me a quick call? And I called and I said, <laughs> before you come on, is, is there something I did to offend you? I'm like, no, why? Because you blocked me. <laughs> I said, I mean, I, it's happened. So don't tweet I said, you're like, in the comp- I blocked the Pope, Tom Hanks, and there was someone else. Don't the tweet well, like Philippe. That's what we have to say. That's, Don't that block like Philippe. No, I, you, well, know what? you know what it's like? Block. Car talk. Don't drive like my brother. Life. Uh, Don't block life like Philippe. Is, was well improved when I. Don't it, block it, like Philippe. That damn Pope. He was all over my. He feet. was all over your ass. <laughs> Jesus oh, I should There's make that so joke. There's so much Pope Pope trashing going on here. I like that Pope. This is a good Pope. Versus the Nazi Pope. He's got a and weird, that poor Pope. His Pope. You know, his the Pontifex. Why is that the handle? All right. It sounds like like motor oil. Eventually, we're going to have to stop talking. Okay, okay, we're going to stop talking now. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye. Deep State Radio is a production of the Deep State Radio Network, a division of TRG Interactive Media. Our podcast today was produced in cooperation with Goat Rodeo Productions and was supervised by Ian Enright. Join us again for another episode of Deep State Radio. If you don't, we know where to find you.